The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So good morning, and um, today I'm going to give the third dharmet on the wisdom faculty. And the form of wisdom to be discussed today is what I call decisive wisdom. Wisdom that can make a decision. Wisdom that could choose very clearly what to say, what to do, and also what to do, what to, how to be with our inner life. So um, the idea that as we sit and practice and become wise, one of the first things that really helps this process is to develop greater clarity in the mind, to have ability to be mindful and clearly aware of what's going on. And the clearer we can be, the less we're projecting our opinions, our fears, our associations, our, our, you know, all our kind of confusion onto the world. And we can see more clearly what's happening. As we see more clearly, we make distinctions. Or I don't know if we make distinctions, we just see more clearly we differentiate the different details of what's happening in the moment, the different parts of it. And that's kind of, that's the distinguishing wisdom I talked about yesterday. As we, see, as we start making more and more distinctions, uh, as we see different differences, we start seeing not only what's skillful and not skillful, what's helpful and not helpful in the moment, but we also start seeing um, uh, the, having a sense, understanding of the consequences of our actions, that uh, we start registering because we're clear and we're tracking what's going on. We notice that when we say X, that the communication lines with other people tends to close down or they become more distant from us. If we say Y, the communication lines are open. They may be, people may even come forward to participate more. And after a while, we see the differences in how we speak, and that certain ways has some result, and others have a different results. And that seeing that clearly then allows us to see the choice. Do I say X next time, or do I say Y? Decisive wisdom is the wisdom that knows what's the wise thing to do, based on what's important for us. As we settle and get clearer and clearer, we also become in touch with our values and the capacity for freedom, the capacity to be live in an open, uncontracted, uncompulsive kind of way. And so both we see the consequences of how we speak on the impact it has on others, and we see the consequences of how we speak it has on ourselves. Same thing with our actions. What we do in the world, we start seeing the consequences of it. And, um, and those consequences, as they register in our clarity and our care, uh, we see that there's a choice. We can do something that creates health or, or dis-ease in, the, in social relationships. 
We can do things that are supporting and nourishing for our inner life or do things which actually keep us more kind of agitated or more contracted or caught. As these things are seen more and more, it isn't just that we're supposed to just accept it and see it and allow it. There is a time and place for decisive wisdom to make a decision. Uh, the image of that that's used in Mahayana Buddhism um, is sometimes they talk about the sword of wisdom. Sometimes you want to, you want to use that sword. And, um, and one of the ways to use it sometimes is with a very clear, decisive no. No, not that. And uh, hopefully we have the wisdom to know when that's actually supportive, useful, even nourishing to do that. And that's uh, sometimes clearest in our own meditation practice. And that's why meditation is such a great laboratory to start seeing and learning about all these forms of wisdom. If you're sitting in meditation and you start becoming clear to you how much you're thinking and how much you're thinking the same kinds of thoughts over and over again, after a while, you realize you've had the same thought 500 times. And nothing's really changed except the thought is rather mean-spirited towards yourself. And here you go, maybe, the same thought again and again. And after a while, you realize, wait a minute, this thought is not, doesn't have a good impact on me. It's not healthy. And there's not much point to repeat the same thought 501 times. There's, you know, nothing changes, just kind of going around and around. At some point, the sword of wisdom can come along, and sometimes you say no, enough, very clearly. Sometimes it's like the, the, the thinking mind, parts of it, at least for some of us, not for all of you, uh, at times is like a little three-year-old. And I've learned that sometimes three-year-olds need to have a very decisive no. It was hard for me to come to with my children, but uh, once I learned the right way to say, no, you can't do that, um, that uh, they became happier. It was kind of like they were pushing the edges to find out where they were safe, and when they heard that no more of that, then they immediately relaxed and became happy. It was quite impressive to see. And uh, so I think sometimes our mind needs to hear that clear no. No more of that kind of thinking. Probably it'll come back, but, uh, but then we say, use the sword of no, yeah, again. In the same way, we use, I don't know, we, maybe we don't call it a sword of, ye- of yes, but maybe uh, wisdom has a, a, I don't know, something very supportive. And sometimes what we do is say definitive yes. Yes, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to make my life about. These values, this freedom, this possibility of not being caught in contractions, compulsion, yes, this is what I want. This is important. And, you know, for some people, the Dharma practice is the most important thing in their life. And they say yes to it at the cost of everything else because this is clearly what's most important. Maybe like an artist who decides that art is the most important and, um, and they'll be starving artists. Uh, there are Dharma practitioners who become not starving Dharma practitioners, but uh, you know that they really say yes to something. So it's a decisive wisdom, uh, or decisive wisdom, or how we speak. Uh, yes, I want to appreciate this person. I want to say, oh boy, you've done, you've worked hard, and I really appreciate what you've done. 
Um, and to say yes to that, um, as opposed to kind of like just, you know, not saying anything perhaps. So this idea of decisive wisdom comes really clearly into play around what in Buddhism is called the Four Noble Truths. And this is one of the key wisdom teachings of Buddhism. And uh, it involves seeing distinctions. It involves seeing very clearly uh, what in Buddhism is called suffering. Uh, very clearly, uh, what is the, the causes, the conditions, what contributes to the suffering. And clearly seeing, sometimes intuitively at first, um, and then more and more through experience, that there is the amazing possibility of having suffering end. Sometimes it's in small pieces, it's partial, but to start getting a sense, wow, it's not, I'm not locked in. It's not required to suffer so much. There is another way. And then to see the practices that support that possibility, to really see that clearly. And to make it a little bit um, maybe helpful for people, maybe simplify this Four Noble Truths. Um, it's the statement that um, if, you're cra- if, you're, if there's craving, you will suffer. That craving itself is a form of suffering. The compulsions, the clinging, the resistance, the, uh, that word craving kind of has to do with compulsions, where we don't really have freedom anymore to choose, but there's a push, a, 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 a pulse, a pushing compulsion uh, to say, to speak, to act, um, and to think uh, certain things that we, we feel like we're being carried along and we're contracted and caught and, and uh, in a way that causes a lot of suffering. Suffering that we're talking about here is not all the ways in which the heart gets broken, all the ways in which we can feel sorrow or sadness or feel even hurt sometimes. What we're talking about here is the kind of suffering that arises because we crave, because of this compulsivity. And as we start seeing this operating more and more and seeing how our craving, our clinging, our resistance, our pushing away, our hostility, our greed, our, you know, whatever it is we're holding on to, our conceit that we're holding on to, if we're clinging to anything at all, it's going to hurt us. It's, it's gonna, we're going to suffer. And decisive wisdom, distinguishing wisdom sees all that. Decisive wisdom says, no more. I'm going to do, I'm going to live a different way. This is not for me. I, I'm now going to disavow myself from the uh, uh, investment, the commitment, the, or the, the authority I've granted to my craving and my clinging. This is not how I want to live my life. It can be very clear decision. It doesn't mean that we stop by any means, but it's a world of difference to make that shift. It's kind of like the same shift as to really go for refuge. Yes, it's possible to live in a way that is not caught in the grip of attachments and caught in the grip of fear where we're attached to holding on to something. And then seeing the choice, as we start seeing the choice, not easy to let go of craving, but as we start seeing the choice that exists, ah, there it is. 
I don't have to stay with me at my attachment to drive fast and to, you know, rev the car waiting at a red stop sign. And that small places of impatience, that's small kinds of cravings. Learn to let go. Learn to let go. Learn to let go. Or learn to recognize the freedom. Learn to recognize the peace that's available. And in a very wise way, we're talking about wisdom here, wisdom that's always healthy for us. So that's kind of the caveat. The wisdom's always healthy, always nourishing. That we find a way, decisive wisdom says, no, maybe with all the love we're capable of, all the care, no, I'm not going to crave. I'm not going to do that. I'm no longer going to stand behind it or feed it. Or the decisive wisdom says, yes, yes to being free. Yes to touching into the place inside where I care and love or um, the world. So decisive wisdom. And then because we're still always doing the distinguishing wisdom, it's really always is a check and balance that going on that we're getting, using mindfulness to see, to understand, to feel, to experience when our decisive wisdom is a little bit off, when that sort of wisdom is not really kind or not really supportive, when the no is not really the right way, it's a little bit hostile perhaps, or when the yes is too accepting or too complacent or too kind of going along with the status quo in a way that's not healthy for people. So hopefully, these two work together. The distinguishing wisdom that sees clearly and the decisive wisdom that helps us find our way on the path to freedom. May these two forms of wisdom support you and guide you. And I look forward to continuing these (coughs) sequence about wisdom tomorrow.